Ladies and gentlemen, is that time once again for, you know, it's fake, right? The ongoing battle with the dirtiest four letter word in professional wrestling. I am your host. My name is Brian Brager. Welcome to the show. It is episode 71 this week. Uh, my guest will be John Cross. Uh, if you're from the Oklahoma area, you probably have heard of this guy. He uh, he was really doing a lot of great things in the wrestling world a few years ago. Uh, he's kind of stepped back from wrestling. He's kind of focusing more on, on fitness and helping people in their fitness journeys, which is really cool. Uh, we'll dive into that. We'll dive into his own podcast, How to Become a Pro Wrestler. And um, it's a very interesting concept because it's one of those things where I think we don't think about it. At least I didn't. Like, we all have that question, how do you get into wrestling? And if you don't have any end to the business, you probably have no idea. Well, he's got an entire back catalog now of episodes on that show filled with information from training to traveling to merchandise to all the different things that you're going to encounter that I think we all kind of just learn as we go, right? And so, yeah, I know, um, I wish podcasts were around when I was getting into wrestling, I don't think it was really a thing yet. It didn't become a thing for a few more years. And even then wasn't popularized yet. I mean, I think Colt Cabanas was out and I knew about it, but it wasn't like podcasting weren't like they are now where they're a huge deal and everybody listens. So definitely check out how to become a pro wrestler with John Cross and his buddy Aaron talking pretty much everything involving the world of pro wrestling. And of course, I also want to give a shout out to, um, to Ryan Buds, my guest from last week. Everybody really enjoyed that show. Ryan is such a fun guy to talk with. Um, I'm sure everybody enjoyed the Sharknado talk. I certainly did. Learned a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, a lot of that I didn't know. I mean, I knew he was in the movie, but that's kind of as far as it went. And so to dive into that was so much fun. You know, and then just all the all the things he threw out there, which were it's a, it's a can't miss episode. If you if you didn't hear it or you don't know who Ryan Buds is, I highly recommend it because I know people probably do pick and choose their episodes here, right? Where they may listen to someone that they know or someone they've heard of, but if you haven't heard of him, I highly recommend it. It's a very, very fun listen. Um, and of course, you know, he's doing amazing things with his podcast trivia with Bud. So check that out as well. And, uh, you know, I've got a lot of great guests lined up. Uh, I'm recording uh, more content all the time. I've got some returning favorites coming and a, a bunch of new guests coming up as well. And I'll be honest, like I, I just, recon I won't say who it is yet. Just, you know, because there's no reason to, because it'll be a few weeks before it drops, but I just reconnected with a guy, um, for my WLW days and, um, we've podcasted in the past, but we, I haven't had him on since 2019, which is insane. Like when I, when we, and I learned this and we joked about it before we started recording because it said our last Skype call was 2019. So it's like, my God, 2019, like before you like all the COVID stuff. Cause I mean, I feel like with everything involving with COVID, like it felt like that was like a six year thing. And then we were still kind of in it, I guess, but like it was, you know, 2020. And so it was a year before that. It was crazy. So to me, that's why I have this show. It gives me a reason to reconnect with all these people and have conversations. And 
and talk wrestling or anything else. And uh, that's why I enjoy it, and that's why I do it, and it's a lot of fun. So uh, this this week I think everybody will enjoy, kind of get to hear some stories from from John Cross or John, Blood, John Bloodworth, as he's kind of known nowadays. Uh, but we dive into all the stuff, so uh, let's not waste any more time on this intro. Let's uh, kick it over to my conversation with the one and only John Cross. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Joining me here in studio, the one and only John Cross. John, what's up, man? What is up, man? I'm glad to, I'm glad to be with you today. I, I braved the ice and uh, the snow to come here and hang out with you Dude, today. Dude, it's man. been a crazy weather week for us. I know like a few a few days before we kind of planned to do this, yeah. and then like Snowmageddon 2022 happens, right? Of course, right? yeah. And you hit me up, you're like, I'm still willing to come if you are. I'm like, absolutely. Yeah, you man. know, hey, I bought the four-wheel drive for a reason, and then like, I, I, <laughs> I drove here no problem. Everything was fine, great, didn't lose any traction, anything, I I pull up on your street. I get out of my truck. Instantly slip on the on the road. <laughs> Didn't fall or anything, but you know, I'm like, oh my god! Like, did I really make it all this way just to slip now on my own feet? Like, yeah. <laughs> but well, anyway, yeah, I'm glad to be here, man. It's the worst feeling. I know, like when you're when you're out in this weather, it's usually like the roads right by your house. Yeah, the worst. You get on the highway, you're fine and yes. stuff. But man, yeah, it's it crazy weather is the terrible. shits, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but dude, this is probably the furthest you've traveled in a while, like man, kind of being away from wrestling, right? I'm into that. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I've been out of the house this far, unless I'm like going to the toy store or something. Like that. <laughs> something fun, right? That's as far as I go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's it's crazy, man. So, I mean, to kind of dive into your career, you sure. probably broke in the same time I did, I would say mid-2000s, somewhere in there. Yeah, it was, I think I had my first match in 07, okay. something like that, somewhere in there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's about that's about when I started. Yeah, yeah. So, um, we, we kind of first crossed paths around 2003. 13, I think probably I yeah. just I just moved back to Oklahoma mm-hmm. and you know my first wrestling experience was not yeah. the best here yeah obviously yes. I'm sure you can you can attest to For that sure yeah, and yeah. then I saw a lot that were just not good you were like one of the first guys I saw you and Dutch Hagen actually the first okay. two I saw were like okay these guys are good nice these I'll guys can work that. you know yeah, and nice. then I would see like you know Aaron Anders was coming up absolutely and we've had a, and there's actually like there's a lot of good talent here I don't want that to be like a thing right. because you know I saw, like, the first time I saw Graham Bell was here, Luke Langley. I know exactly. guys you're close with. But then, like, guys like Dimitri Alexander, mm-hmm. who's just starting out, but he's kind of becoming something, you yes. know? There's a lot of there's a lot of decent talent in this area. Uh, there really is. There's more than people give it credit for. And um, I, that's probably just because they don't, they're not getting the exposure that they need, which is why I'm, like, thrilled to see guys like Sam Stackhouse out there right now. Like, who, who saw that coming, Killing right? it, crushing it out yeah. there. I mean, that awesome. makes, it makes, like, it warms my heart. Like, it's amazing to see. So I want more of that for guys like... You said like Graham and Luke and uh, you know and stuff like that. So I would love to see stuff like that happen for these guys. Yeah, Sam Stackhouse sat in that exact chair you're in several ah. months ago, and he after we did our podcast, he's like, "Hey man, I, uh, GCW hit me up," and I was like, "Really? Nice, yeah." And he was like, "Yeah, they want me for a show." And I'm like, "Well, dude, yeah, absolutely, do go it. for it." Yeah, do and it. Uh, you know, since then his name has gotten bigger and bigger, and I'm yeah. just like, "Hey man, you gotta." If you have momentum, you got to go into it, you know, and look at him now. Thrilled, man. Thrilled to see it, man. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. Sure. I don't think anyone saw him like wrestling in Hammerstein Ballroom. No, man. <laughs> no, know, like, no. Here and it I, is. It's I awesome. hate to admit, like myself included. Like, I mean, I would have. I, I I know that he has the talent for it because I love Sam and stuff. Absolutely. But like when I hear that it's happening, I'm like, you know, pinch me. Like, is this real? Mm-hmm. This it's phenomenal. So like to see him out there killing it, crushing it. Winning championships, putting sporting new gear. Like yeah. I mean, he looks amazing, man. I, I I love it for him. So hell yeah. Oh, and what's funny is like I'm seeing the highlight reels of him doing all the stuff mm-hmm. we've seen. Yes, but it's almost like we didn't appreciate it for what it was. Right. And, right, and right, now right. it's like you saw these people going nuts. I'm like, damn. Yeah. But it's like it took him ten years to get this right. craft 
to where it's something, and, sure. and now you give him a new audience. People are like, "Holy shit! Like this guy's awesome." I love that he's he's feeling himself too, because like so so I I we'll we'll get into whatever we need to get into, and I'm jumping around, but like I I disappeared for a little bit from wrestling, then I returned, and one of my like things in my return was like, "Well, I'm not staying, so like let me just hit up the guys that I just want to create some art with," mm-hmm. and Sam was one of the main ones, so I wrestled Sam and like. We had a lot of discussions about this match. I, I planned a lot of my matches and stuff, and I'm talking to Sam about it. And like, I have a spot where he does the uh, the moonsault, and he was like, "Man, I'm really trying to get away from that. I just my body just doesn't hold up for stuff like that anymore." Which and, I completely understand. Yes, <laughs> and um, you know, it's it's he was he was a little down on himself. He was a little more out of shape than he had been in a little while. But like, he, you know, he hadn't lost confidence. I don't think, but he just was trying to cut some of that stuff out. He was switching gears. And now, like, he's in better shape now, mm-hmm. and he's adding stuff like that back into his offense, but doing it safely and, and and you know, trying to limit it enough to where it's not wearing his body out. So, like, he's, like, reinvigorated, which is yeah. I'm super proud of. So I love to see that. Yeah. Well, there was that one clip that went viral, uh-huh. and I think that's kind of what spawned everything, right. which was, you know, of course, you know, yeah. Alex Royal's brother, right, Zach? Zach getting obliterated <laughs> through the table. <laughs> the referee checking on Sam, which Just, is so, yeah, oh, it's, so it's, great. Every time I see it, you, you can't help but watch it again. Like, oh, it's yeah. so amazing. And, like, I, I didn't... I you know I was there, um, just I don't remember what I was doing that night. I I, th- I might have just been hanging out. Shoot, I don't know. But like I um the camera angle adds so much to that though. And it's funny. It's so funny thinking about like how we look back at things. But that video went so viral, and it's such like a cool like pivotal moment and stuff. Now for Sam, I'm just like I look at Zach on that table getting smashed, and I'm just like, man, I wish that was me. <laughs> right? <laughs> I right. wish that was me. Or even Alex was in the match, you know, because Zach was his his manager at ringside right. or whatever. And I was like, man, if I was go if I could go back in time, I would have booked myself to be in that table spot. Like, <laughs> but it's still very cool, and it couldn't happen to a better person. I mean, Stone Cold so. commented on it, you know. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> like, so what awesome, is happening? Man. This is great. That's amazing. Uh, fun, fun it. stuff, man. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think with Oklahoma, there was there was definitely some bad when I got here. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, but then there was also like WFC. I thought was trying to put on a good sure. show at the time, sure. and they've obviously improved yeah, uh, yeah. tenfold since then. Absolutely, but there were definitely some spots, and this is what I wanted to kind of get into with yeah. Oklahoma. Why do you think there's certain areas or people that are just so okay with being less than? You know what I mean? I, I it's that weird. I think people just get caught up in that, like that. I don't know if it's like it's like it's like cosplay and LARPing and taking yourself out of like your real world like i think some of these people are like you know they they work their full-time jobs during the week and i've been this person for sure mm-hmm. like you work your 40 60 hours whatever a week and then on the weekend you've got people cheering for you and i don't know like this is how you feel special maybe yeah and they don't care like that it ever goes anywhere beyond you know three blocks away from their house i guess or whatever yeah. like i i don't know it's i, I it's i'm just talking about the guys the promoters i don't man I don't know why promoters allow it. Like when it right. becomes so just like circular mediocrity where it's like it just never improves and maybe fans come, maybe fans don't. Like I, I don't know. I, I don't understand the like being okay with how kind of like sad it gets. Mm-hmm. But man, I think that's why the guys keep going. They don't really care about being athletes and they, they've resigned themselves to like they're never going to be a career out of it or anything. They're just like, man, I can feel really special on the weekends. Because people cheer for me and want my autograph or whatever, but uh, yeah, man, I don't know. It frustrates me to no end because it's hard to pinpoint. 
It yeah. really is, yeah. Well, and I've had that argument where if I try to give someone advice or something, mm-hmm. it's it's immediately like, oh, I just do this for fun. Yes. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. That's fine that you just do this for fun. Sure. But you shouldn't want to be bad. You should take some pride in it, though. Right. There's I mean, going like, to be something. Yeah. Should, and I, that's where it's like my, I guess, maybe old school thought is almost mm-hmm. like, He's changing to the parking lot. You know, yeah. like, that's where I want to go, but I know he can't really do that anymore. Yes. But that's, I'm out. Yeah. yeah, that's where that kind of comes in, right? Yeah. Like, he's out of here. Yeah. But it's it's so strange. And then, But then at the same time, you do see guys that do kind of step up out of that mm-hmm. and become better, which I think is ultimately the goal. I think sometimes sure. as a young guy in the business, you just need to recognize, like, does this promoter have your best interest? Because I would say most likely he doesn't. Right. Yeah. You, you These guys, I don't know. They just they have to start realizing that or taking a look at it. If the, if the goal really is to branch out – Become, make this a career, make it whatever you want out of it, make it more than just what it is on the weekends or whatnot, then you have to start looking at things like that. Taking into account, like, is this promoter, do they have my best interest in mind or whatnot? Do I need to just make this a part-time place? And, mm-hmm. you know, come back every once in a while because I have fun and my family shows up maybe. I don't know. But, like, they have to start thinking about branching out because, I mean, if you want to make a goal, a career out of this, like, you can't just sit there and spin your wheels in one place over and over and over again and never get better. Like, right. just never get better. Yeah. And and that's, I think, just been the, the weirdest thing is because, and I've seen it in other places too. It's not just Oklahoma, but I know there's a guy oh, yeah. in Missouri. He trained with us at Harley School, uh-huh. 08, 09, I want to say. He yeah. was going through the training, looked like he had potential. Yeah. And, um, you know, I would kind of talk to him about what he needs to do. And he's like, well, you know, I really only just want to have one match. Right. I'm like, you're going through this school this and all these squats process. and all this bullshit for one match. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, and I'm Ooh. like, why? why? Like yeah. I, that blew my mind. Why? I've never heard that. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. go through all that punishment for for one match. Like, well, hell, I mean, I'm like, dude, there's easier ways to have one match. You got that right. Yeah. So I don't. That that's I guess that mentality. And I understand. Like, part of us, I think, to some degree, is always like. I want to be the top guy in WWE, sure. right? Like, yeah. we all kind of want that. Yes. And I think there's a period of time where we realize, like, the likelihood of that happening is, is it's, small. It's the 1%, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I remember an analogy they told us when I was in Florida, and it's it's 100% true. They're mm-hmm. like, the worst guy here is the envy of everybody on the independents. Right. And I'm like, that's true. That's absolutely, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like, you don't want to be the worst guy there, right? No, like, no, that's no. not <laughs> yeah. Like, when you're in that spot, you're not thinking, like, yeah, hey, I'm still here. Like, you're yep. the worst I'm guy. I'm the worst guy, though. Yeah. You, you don't want that. <laughs> yes. So, it's to me, it's all about, like, who you are. Like, I mean, I've heard CM Punk say, well, I never main evented WrestleMania. It's yeah. like, okay, but anyone would kill to have the spot you had. or to the run wrestle that, the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Right, you know? the yeah. run you had. Like, that was, yeah. that's incredible. So, yeah. I mean, like, as much as... You know, we can all say, like, I'd like to be the Roman Reigns guy, the guy making right. the best money, working the top of the card right. every night. Right, right. But that's not all of us. And no, I think, for sure. And I think sometimes that's a that's a hard reality for cer- certain people to realize is, you know, in this industry, like, what's the end goal? Mm-hmm. Like, what's What are we actually searching for sometimes? Because I always make this joke with my buddy Jack Gamble. I was like, you know, the goal is, you know, train, get signed, mm-hmm. main event pay-per-views, video games, action figures, that, all, that whole thing. And at the very end... Hall of Fame, and then going to WrestleCon to sign autographs. You know, hey, there you go. Yeah. That's the process, right? <laughs> right. Like, if you can get to that, I think that's a success. But yeah, I think it's interesting because sometimes in this business, like if you if you actually pinpoint like what mm-hmm. do you want, a lot of us don't really know. Yes. So the, and that, that's why I think like guys really need to start thinking about it more. Like like it doesn't have to be that. Yeah. I mean, I can remember. Like, when I was like, I'm going to main event WrestleMania. That sure. was where I wanted to be. Like, sure. absolutely. And then, you know, it became like, I just want to wrestle for Ring of Honor or, like, mm-hmm. something like that. But I wish guys would start, like, you can have those great big 
goals. That's awesome. Please do. Please have those huge, major, like world changing, you know, Jeff Bezos style goals. That's great. But I think guys could also start looking at it like, okay, so I want to be a wrestler. I want to make a career out of wrestling. I have a $250 a month car payment. I have a $600 a month rent. Like, so let me see. What would I have to make in professional wrestling to pay for this stuff? It's right. like, I would need to make, you know, this much money every weekend. I, I need to make $400 every weekend for blah, blah, blah. And if I can get booked in three places and they all pay me 50 bucks, but then I can sell $100 worth of, worth of merch at each show. Like, I wish guys would start kind of, make your goal, like, I want to make $350 every single weekend for the next month. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like... I don't know, start breaking it down like that to where they can at least start thinking like, I can actually do this. Like I can pull in something doing this. Um, And, you know, to do that, you're going to do a lot of work. You're going to have to network the hell out of it and get to different places that are going to actually pay you something and, you know, keep track of like where you can sell merch and what merch sells. And if you go to a show, if you take a hundred t-shirts to a show and nobody buys a t-shirt because nobody wants to spend 20 bucks, then you don't have to take t-shirts next time you go there. Take stickers next time you go there and mm-hmm. sell freaking uh, stickers three for five or whatever. Like, I don't oh, yeah. know. Just take inventory of all this stuff, man, because it's, it's super important. You can set small realistic goals that will eventually hopefully turn into like, wow, I made eight grand off of wrestling last year. Like that's cool. If I could make that sixteen grand, I could survive. You know, very minimalistically, I could survive. And then if I can turn that into twenty four grand, I can actually live off of that for a little bit. You know, like yeah. as a struggling wrestler, like hey, there you go. So those are the kind of more sustainable goals I want guys to set, like with their with their SummerSlam main event in the horizon. Like that's great, but but, but we got to get it. there. Yes, yeah, you got to start somewhere. It can't just be like I'm going to start mimicking all these guys on TV, like dressing like them but maybe not working out like them and and, sure. and then definitely not wrestling like them and definitely not training like them and all this stuff so like you have to set those little goals and and start just knocking them off knock the checklist off like just hit them boom 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 yeah you know, and i think like with sam stackhouse you yeah know, talking about him earlier i think that was kind of the thing is like mm-hmm. he spent all this time perfecting his craft right to get where he found something marketable so when he got an opportunity he was fine. Yes. And, and I think it takes that time. You have Absolutely. to have the ring time. You have to be, yeah. you know. And Sam was on, like, every show. For like, sure. If, if you were in Oklahoma, you probably were on a card with Sam. Right. So Absolutely. I, I think there's a there's a factor there, too. But, like, you brought up merch. That's an interesting mm-hmm. point. I know 2011, we had a guy in Missouri that was making trading cards for people. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. He asked me, he's like, you want a set of trading cards? It's, like, 45 bucks. I'm like, yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's a like, guy selling for two bucks a piece. I'm like, yeah, okay. Sure. Yeah. I sold more of those than 8 by 10s because they're two Absolutely. bucks. And it's kind of a cool – it's oh, it's a trading card. Card. That's cool. cool. Yep. And so it's it's one of those things where, like you said, a T-shirt, that's what, 20 bucks? Maybe people don't have that, but maybe they have five. Oh, maybe yeah. they have two, you know? You're, you're spot on. So, like, I, I have a podcast called How to Become a Pro Wrestler, and we just did an episode where we talked about, like, here's a, a big problem with guys when they first start thinking about getting merch is – um, like, oh, T-shirts. We mm-hmm. got to get T-shirts. Oh, we got to get T-shirts. Of course. That's the common thing you go to. And pe- and it's cool to have your own T-shirt. It feels awesome. It, absolutely. But what guys I don't think realize is like getting a good set of T-shirts is probably like a $300 investment or more, yeah. way more, absolutely. depending on how many you get. And then you got to sell them. So like, and you're left over with all the smalls or the four X's or whatever. Like, you know, every you time. Don't sell. Yeah, of course. So like, 
Start smaller. Get yourself, yeah, the 8 by 10s That's a great one to go to, a classic one to go to. But start looking at things like like stickers, man. I, I said that earlier because I, I, I love that idea. So, like, you get stickers. You get um, um, the 8 by 10s You get something like the trading cards or something. Or, like, I don't know. Like, when I, when I was doing the UWE heel gimmick, man... I got on Amazon and I just typed in like party sunglasses and I found like a, a box of 125 these just dorky looking sunglasses. But I'm a heel; I can wear whatever I want. So sure. like I I got those and I pulled a pair out, put them on my face, and wore them every entrance and sold them at the table for like uh um, three dollars or or two for five, like you know something like that. And um, it was great. So yeah. like, and it was just a small investment, you know, very small investment. So like. Don't always go straight to t-shirts because, number one, like, your your idea for a t-shirt might suck. So, like, when I, I tell guys, like, make a little bit of money first before you start thinking about t-shirts because, like, I also would like for you to reach out to maybe a designer or somebody that can help you with a good t-shirt. Sure. So you're not just slapping some stupid logo on there that or, or, or your face on there that's not going to sell. Right. Because you want them to sell. You sure. got to I mean, that's what you want. So I just... Guys, don't limit yourself to freaking T-shirts, especially if you're not comfortable spending three to five hundred dollars for the investment. Like, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and and that's the thing is, I know um, another guy. I remember he bought, which I I don't think those are as popular now, but in yeah. the late two thousands, they definitely were the rubber bracelets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he told me he bought a bag of them. Mm-hmm. He said it's like seventy bucks for a hundred. Yeah. But if you order a hundred, you get an extra hundred free. Right. I'm like, <laughs> there you go. Well, that's. It just had his name. It was like two colors, Perfect. which were his, yep. which were the colors he wore. Perfect. He'd throw one out on his entrance, and he would oh, sell yeah. for two bucks a piece. And I'm like, that's, that's, that's and awesome. and those are easy to haul in your bag, right? Yep. Just a bag of them, throw them in the back of your gear exactly. bag. And so I think sometimes it's it is thinking outside the box. And there's probably something we haven't even thought of. Yeah. That would oh, be yeah. a good merch item, for and sure. that's where people have to be smart. But yeah, I don't know. This industry is 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 interesting, and I think there's yeah. so many different ways you can go, and it's ever evolving too. Yes, and that's it is. where yes, I think having you know, the right ideas and just being current with stuff definitely helps. Like sure. I know um, when I came back to Oklahoma, I wrestled for a company who was dead set on getting television, quote, yeah. which yeah, is yeah, local yeah. access. And yeah, I'm yeah. like, I mean, it's 2014 now. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think people are watching TV. Sure. Yeah. Is cable, you know, that's, is that going to be around? It's who not knows? a thing at my house. Yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, I remember when I first introduced my dad to Netflix, I could tell he was just like, Wow, like, the, yeah. like this is crazy, <laughs> yes. and I'm like, yeah, and like this is kind of the future now. Yep. Like I, I've said, I, I want to watch AEW so bad, but I don't want to pay for cable. No, yeah, no. And so I'm like, if you get on a streaming service, I'll, I'll watch every I'll watch week. It. Yeah, but yeah. Um, again, the business is ever evolving and stuff like that. Um, so I think it's good to see when things are mm-hmm. kind of flowing in a certain direction and be current with that. But for sure. To kind of switch gears, um, yeah. you know, I, I call this show, you know, it's fake, right? Yes. Um, for the simple thought of, of how brutal this business can be. I know you've dealt with injuries. Absolutely. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts when someone throws that question at you or, or approaches you in a way with Man, that? It, it, it is super frustrating. I think like my mentality, like with, with dealing with that, with dealing with like, cause I, I used to work, you know, full time grocery store, you know, stock and shelves during the week. And then, uh, wrestling on the weekend where I'm, you know, the God and I'm wearing a championship belt and all this stuff. And then I'm getting hurt and banged up and whatnot. And then you go back to the grocery store, reality hits in on Monday, Tuesday, and your coworkers are just like, what are you limping around for? Like, uh, what from, from what, from wrestling? And like, you know, initially, like you just want to strangle them. Sure. Like, you know, cause it's like, yeah, I'm in agony right now. Like, mm-hmm. and then that's, I'm not even talking about like when I got injured, I'm talking about just like bumps and bruises, like, you know, and, um, 
eventually I kind of developed the mentality almost of kind of what the boys do, which is like, you know, you never sell the rib, right? <laughs> you never sell a rib. So, like, when, when, when somebody would be like, what are you limping around for? I'd be like, ah, oh, you know, it's just doing that stupid stuff on the weekend. You know, you just, you just let it, you just acknowledge them. They don't want you to think that it's serious. So I'm just, you know, I don't try to sit there and explain to them like, you know, this is pretty hardcore shit. Like if you've never done it before, like right. it's, it's going to beat you up. And my, I mean, like my chiropractor, I could, I, I don't have to say a word to like my chiropractor. I would just lay on the table and he would touch me and go, Oh, you wrestled this weekend. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, yeah, he goes, yeah. Cause your spine feels like uh, the pavement outside. Like <laughs> it, it, as opposed to like a normal week where you didn't wrestle, like you just feel like a normal person, but like you wrestled Saturday here. It is Monday. You, I feel like I'm doing, you know, pushing on the, on my, the hood of my car or something like, you know, like mm-hmm. it's rock solid. So, I mean, the wear and tear is just crazy and that's, yeah. I mean, I went through all the injuries and stuff and the, my biggest injury was with my back. Like I, I just had a brutal combination of like training improperly and then wrestling way too much and like taking net never, because it's the old, it's the old, you know, like Eddie Guerrero was famous for saying it, right? When you get in the ring, you don't feel anything anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's absolutely true. Like, in the middle of the week, I would have trouble tying my shoes because I couldn't reach them because my back was so locked up. But then when you get in the ring, everything feels great. And you take, you're like, oh, yeah, exploder suplex me into the corner. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. That's awesome. And in the moment, the adrenaline takes everything away, but then you're just in absolute hell the next day. So I went through all the injuries, man. I mean, they ultimately led to me having to leave wrestling for a, a substantial amount of time um, when I didn't really want to. So, like, yeah, man, I, I it's hard. There's no real answer that I can tell somebody. Like, when people tell you that, oh, stop playing around, wrestling's fake, right? I don't know. I don't know. I just just don't make a big deal out of it, man. Just, just go about your business. Because if people don't want to like it or understand it, they're not going to. So, And and that's the thing is like, I've made this analogy before. It's like, you know, my mom, I remember her watching like figure skating or Mm -hmm. gymnastics and Mm -hmm. and I'd see these girls do like the, the, the uneven bars. Right. Sure. And I'm like, there's no way. I mean, I'm saying there's like, there's no way in hell I can do that. Yeah. I know nothing about gymnastics, but that's not happening. Right. (laughs) I see them do figure skating. They spin three times and land on one foot. I'm like, that's not happening. Yeah. So I don't, that's what gets me is when I see, Like, you know, something like a, like a, like a Batista bomb or something. If you're watching on TV and you've never taken that, how can you be like, oh yeah, no problem. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? It's like, that's, that's kind of the same thing. Like how can you, or like a superplex, Yes. you know, like the, the little things that we, we've all done, but, but usually on TV, I think sometimes that stuff looks effortless. Yes. And that's sometimes the problem is when real life people actually, because I mean, I'm sure you've seen it the first time a guy takes a bump. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, God, yeah, that it, hurt. It shakes his world. If they, they hit their head, you know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, yeah, absolutely. So, And and that's kind of always been the, the fun thing because I was like, the, the, the weird thing about pro wrestling is there's so much of it that people just don't understand. Right. Because no one will ever actually see a guy take his first bump unless you're at a wrestling school, right? Sure. Maybe besides like Tough Enough or something. Sure, sure. But like no one will ever see that. No one will see the, the struggle of hitting the ropes the first time right. and, and just all the agony that we all go through. And I was like, so what you're seeing is like the finely tuned, well, maybe not in independence, but like yeah. on TV, you're seeing like the, the athletes, the guys that yeah. have done this for years. The top percent, yeah. They know what they're doing, so it looks easy. It doesn't look it doesn't look hard. And I'm like, that's, I think, part of the problem. Yeah. But even still, like even if, you know, you know it's a show, you know it's a work, whatever you want to call it, I don't know how you can look at certain moves and be like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah. Not, that's not real. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, right, yeah. What are you, who are you to judge? You know, yeah, exactly. It's, it's exactly the, the Olympic comparison is the perfect thing because, yeah, we look at those things and I'm like, 
good lord. Even I look at like I don't know some like Ninja Warrior stuff, and I'm sure. like, oh my lord, like rock climbing and yeah. all this crap. I, I shared a video on my my Facebook stories yesterday of like this rock climber that was climbing up a frozen waterfall, and then something happened, and I guess the water broke loose at top, and the water started pouring down on them while they're in the middle of this like free climb, like this insane climb, and like the struggle. This person has one of their axes like stuck in the ice, and they're hanging on with that one hand. And then as the water starts coming down, they frantically try to dig the other axe into the ice, and it just keeps bouncing and bouncing. It won't stick. And like the the panic that must be in their mind, I look at that and I'm like, I could never in a million years, no, even scale the first six feet of that wall, much less hang on when something like that started pouring down on top of me. And but yeah, but yet somebody sees. Like a, 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 I don't know, a, a springboard drop kick or something, or yeah, or, or, or even a freaking power slam, and they're mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, yeah, whatever, you know. So it's frustrating. <laughs> I remember one of the guys at WLW wanted to start doing the diving headbutt because yeah. Harley and, yeah. and Harley told him like, well, this is how you land. Mm-hmm. He goes, so don't do this because it'll fuck your world. Up. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sure, I'm sure it did. I mean, obviously that's a that's a brutal move, and it doesn't even look that bad, right? But when you actually think about it, yeah, you're landing. You know, yeah. head first on somebody that could be that could be horrible. So, Absolutely. yeah, I don't know. The, the wrestling business is interesting in that it regard is, because I think so few people really truly understand it. Yeah. And and like I and I've equated it to this before. You know, like my, my whole youth, I played baseball. If I were to try to get in a batter's box today, yeah, no way. Yeah, no way. <laughs> yeah. Like with a wooden bat, I'm going to hit a hundred mile an hour fastball. Yeah, not happening. So I think maybe there's that, like where people watch football or mm-hmm. they watch baseball or basketball or whatever like yeah. oh they play that at some point sure. in their life where wrestling is not that way at all right and it oftentimes gets compared to amateur wrestling which mm-hmm. it's not that at all not at that at all yeah. so you know i always try to tell people it's a little bit sports you know it is a little bit acting it's a little bit stunt show it's all kind of all rolled into one right. and and i don't know it's just it's weird because this business is it's so hard to describe right. and when you're in the business and like you you, you like working a regular job yeah. when you were or me yeah then people like they have a million questions for you. Yes, and then, and then it's <laughs> yeah. just like it's almost to the point where I've never like went into a new job and be like, "Hey, hey, everybody, I'm a pro wrestler on the weekends." Yes. I keep that shit to myself, right. but it always comes up. Everyone right. somehow always finds out. I mean, uh, yeah, absolutely. Like they all they always find out. But a lot of this is the reason why. So, like, I created like how to become a pro wrestler for kind of some of these reasons. In that, I don't. I don't think there's a like a, a great baseline for like certain aspects of wrestling training amongst the actual wrestlers themselves, especially when it comes to like thinking about how their bodies need to be conditioned for getting in the ring and all this stuff. So like we we created this program just basically because there needs to be a more foundational, fundamental, describable amount of like what wrestlers need to be doing in the gym to like get them ready for it being in the ring and stuff. So like Everything that I've done with with that company and stuff is just to get guys to realize like we we need to be training in a specific way. Like mm-hmm. we need to be doing things a specific way because like you know, typical plain Jane bodybuilding doesn't necessarily get you ready for a diving headbutt off the top rope. No, you know, not conditioning at all. your neck to be to be able to do stuff like that. So like that was kind of my my thought process when it came to creating this company and and like the podcast that I do with with my buddy Aaron, like we have you know just hours and hours of of, of simple stuff like this. Like, how do I create a good T shirt that looks mm-hmm. good that guys just aren't really thinking about? Because ultimately, I want these guys to get better. Like, I I would hope that's their goal at least is to get better and to to substantially increase their their 
their, you know, their impact on the business or their revenue for their personal selves and all that. I mean, stuff. It's their so, brand, right? It is, right? Yeah, so right. you have to you have to take it seriously, exactly. And and that's where, like, and I've seen guys too, mm-hmm. where it's like they they show up at a show and they don't have gear. Mm-hmm. And you know they're like, well, I, I didn't have time to get gear. And I'm right. like, you didn't have to take the booking either. Yeah. You know, I, 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 so I'm like, <laughs> exactly. There's times I just scratch my head at some people, but yes. I, I do want to dive into your podcast, how to become a pro wrestler. Yeah, yeah. You guys have been doing this for a little while now, right? Yeah, we're we're a little over a year now. I mean, I've I've done you know, yeah, we're on almost episode sixty, I think now, and every week for the last year or so. Yeah, is that a process? Because I mean, it's very easy, probably early on. Like, yes, what do we talk about? Oh, man. and then you know, you're twenty weeks in. Okay, now what do we talk Dude, about? You have coming no up idea, with topics yeah, and stuff. It's, it's crazy. So like, I, I I swear, ten weeks in, I was like, well. I got nothing else to talk about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I've like, like, you know, you know, episode two is like the top five things every pro wrestler must learn. Then it's like how to structure a promo, how to structure a match. We went through all this stuff and then I'm like, what else can I talk about? Mm-hmm. And I've, I've, what I really did, like we, we had a little more free format in that, like our episodes, I just try to keep them under half an hour. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I quick, I, easy listen. I sure. want it to be, I want it to be educational. I want guys to be able to just pop it in when they're doing their cardio at the end of their gym session or maybe when they're on a quick drive or something like they can listen to a bunch of them back to back if they need to. And uh, so they're all under like 30 minutes for the most part. Some of them aren't, but like they're mostly under 30 minutes. And I just try to go hardcore on one topic or something. And that might be like, yes, like this is how you structure a promo or it Mm -hmm. might be like, this is how you create a good t-shirt or whatnot. And I've got some episodes out there about like, this is why you are working out, but never losing weight. Like this Mm -hmm. is what you're doing wrong. So that was a big one for me. I I realized like I've always kind of been the gym guy. Like I've always been the guy that works out for the most part. And like, so all the wrestlers around me were always like asking like, Hey, can I, can I come work out with you? Or can you send me a workout to do or blah, blah, blah. So like, I started thinking, like, well, these guys don't know what to do. Like, I should – it seems like a big problem for a lot of them. Let me try to help more of them out. So I was like, man, like, there's a reason why you're going to the gym constantly and not seeing the results that you want. And it's because, like, a wrestler needs to train in this way. Or if you're trying to lose fat, you have to do this way. If you're trying to build muscle, you kind of got to do it this way. There's little subtle variations to everything. So that's what the podcast has turned into now, like how to train specifically – to get better goals as a professional wrestler, how to train in the gym like that will translate to feeling like like what it feels like to be in the ring, you know, because we've all we've got that thing, we've got that like you know, gym conditioning is not ring conditioning, and that's right. just true to a certain aspect. But there are things you can do in the gym that will better prepare you for for what it feels like to have a dude like you know freaking rolling you around in the ring or whatnot and throwing you back and forth. Wrestling is so unique in that. I love how yeah. wrestling's like. You know, we got a rest hold, and then all of a sudden we're running 500 miles an hour against the ropes. And like, Absolutely. I love that. It's it's you. If you've never experienced it, I mean, holy crap! Like it's yeah. amazing, and it, it shocks a lot of guys. And that's where you can kind of kind of see the difference between like the guys that are going to really go for it and not is when you get to see them get winded in the ring and stuff. So that's what the podcast is mostly about. I mean, we talk about everything. The most recent episode was again about promos. I, I had just done some research on. Like I was like, man, what what else can we talk about promo wise? And I did a quick episode about promos this week, but um, yeah, man, I've talked about nutrition, so that's really now it's now that I I see that I can kind of I don't have to just like reveal the secrets of pro wrestling. Like that's not what it's about, right? And at one point it felt they like shouldn't that. be secrets though. No, they <laughs> should not be. It should be like in a textbook. Well, that's not well, that's not I, I for I, the business. I think when we started the podcast, I just hadn't. I hadn't really freed my mind in the way that I wanted to because I remember – so I remember doing an episode of that podcast where I started 
talking about the difference between being stiff and being snug. And as I'm describing that, in my brain, as I'm doing the podcast live, I'm just like, this is cringy. I don't like this. Like, stiff, Is it too much, you think? It, it, it was... It was too, yeah, it was too, like, the the old video with the dude in the mask, like, the secrets of pro wrestling. Like, I, I think just, that was Harley. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I just, I didn't yeah. like it. And I was like, I have to, I have to go into, like, this is not the educational stuff that I want to put out there. Because anybody that's in the wrestling business already kind of knows about some of this. Like, Well, we yeah. also have certain ways we all protect the business. Yes. And, and I think, I mean, honestly, naming this show, you know, it's fake, right? I yeah. get up, like, a lot of people, like, mm-hmm. well, what do you think? Is this too much? And the majority were like, no, I think it's a good idea because that's not the route you're – you're not disparaging the business. Right. I'm yeah. like I'm, – I'm trying to throw the real-life struggles out there. And right. so – right. And I mean I know you guys did an episode on what are you keeping your gear bag. Yes. And I thought that was an interesting one yeah, because yeah. I remember you know my, my years as a wrestler mm-hmm. talking to different guys yeah. and he's like, Vicks Vapor up, keep it in your yeah. bag. And I'm like, why? And he goes yeah. – in case you're congested, you put someone yeah, your nose yeah. and opens your airways up. Right. I'm like, oh, holy shit, that's yeah. genius, you know. Is, and yeah. you know, little things that we don't think about: keeping a pair of shorts in your bag, so you have something. You know, if you walk right. in, if you wear jeans that day, you have something to put over your gear. Right. Little things that I think sometimes that when you're brand new, you just don't think about. For sure. And it's so important. So a lot of that stuff, I think, is is so interesting. And and I hope young wrestlers mm-hmm. take a chance to listen to this. And yeah, in a, you know, you have such a bad catalog now. There's a lot of stuff that they can pinpoint. Like, oh, I want to hear about promos or yeah, traveling or networking. Because a lot of this say, stuff is is hard, honestly. Uh, for sure. And you can scroll through like the archives of our podcast, and all you got to do is just you can just go to social media, go to Instagram or Facebook, and just type in at How to Become a Pro Wrestler. You'll find it, or any Spotify or whatever iTunes, you'll find it on there. But like. Just scroll through and pick an episode that resonates with you. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't care if you listen to the whole catalog. I'd love for you to. But, like, man, if you're, if you see me do an episode that says, like, this is how you, you know, get conditioned, and you're like, man, I already got good conditioning. I don't need to listen to that. Find one that resonates with you. And right. I, or, or, like, I'm sure you got a buddy that probably struggles with promos or something. Like, send him the, I mean, I, I think I did an episode that was like, two ways to fix your promo right now. And I did that episode. I told Aaron, who's the guy that I do the podcast with, um, I was like, I want to, I want to record an episode that is quick and that if somebody was going to a show tonight and they're nervous about cutting a promo that they've been asked to do, they can listen to this and hopefully instantly improve it. Like, yeah. and it was two simple tips. Like it was like, um, I know one of the tips was, um, uh, stand in one place in the ring. Don't wander back and forth. Don't, don't spin around 360 looking at everybody in the crowd. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of quote unquote what we would say, like work the hard cam, like, mm. you know, but not every independent show has a hard cam and not every independent show that does have a hard cam. Do you need to really concern yourself with like, when are you ever going to see that footage? If it's, you know, whatever. That's such a bullshit thing. Isn't it, it is. Yes. Yeah. It I, is. Did you ever hear what stone cold's theory on that was? Uh, what is it? Huh? Ricky Steamboat told us this. And I was like, Oh my God, that's so dead on. He yeah. goes, yeah, he goes, yeah, everyone always works a hard cam, not Austin. But if you look at some of his promos, he's his back's to the hard cam. Yeah. <laughs> his theory was, there's 13 cameras on me, they'll find me. Yeah. And I'm like. I love that. Well, that's, it's true, though. I and, love and that. And so, like, that's why some of his promos, but they seemed organic, because he's just moving around. That's freaking awesome. And they, they found him, and I'm like, well, of course, you know. That is pretty freaking awesome, and, and I, I, I actually, I love hearing that, because, like, yeah, because sometimes, like, you watch today, and, I don't know, some of them feel so... And there's way more to get into with like how it's scripted and stuff. I understand all that, but like there, some of them just feel so bland and and just like cookie cutter, where everybody stands in the same place and looks the same way and does the same thing. And I'm just like, oh man, I I, I they all watch the monitor the same way. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, man. And I'm just like, 
I'm all about like, especially with promos. Like, I I love the uh, like my my terminology was always start little fires. So like, mm-hmm. if you are talking and you're doing your thing, you're not you're not you're not bouncing back and forth. You're not leaning over the ropes. You're not spinning around. But you hear a very vocal person in the crowd. Within reason, I would then kind of make them the center point of where I'm talking. And hopefully, if I could get their enthusiasm going even further, they would just start little fires around them. Mm -hmm. And it would start popping up here, here, here. And then maybe across the other side of the room where somebody was like, oh, I can be loud. Yep. Like, maybe they start, you know, a little fire and you can then focus in on them and stuff. And just get the whole place burning. Like, you know, like that that was kind of always my mentality. And so I would, as opposed to hard cam or whatever, I would center my focus on the more raucous Part of the crowd, like yeah. yeah, I mean yeah. If I'm delivering a message or whatnot, yeah, I, I think that makes sense. And I know, like you know, talking about promos, I had a guy hit me up one time, like, hey, I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not good at promos. And I'm like, here's my advice: every show you're on, get the microphone. Yeah, twenty seconds, thirty seconds. Yeah, like, I, don't, I don't like doing it. I'm like, I understand, Absolutely. but that's how you get better. That's right. I was like, take these small spot shows that don't matter mm-hmm. and get on the mic. Mm-hmm. Just say, hey, can I cut a promo real quick? Even yes. if it's right before your match. You know, like, everyone in this town sucks. Just something yeah. to get comfortable. Because, yeah. honestly, there's nothing to get you comfortable for holding a microphone, I don't think, until you actually just start you doing do it. it. Reps. Yes. It's all about reps. Exactly. Yeah. And um, and he was kind of like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with yeah. the microphone. I'm like, I get it, man. But that's, to me, like, repetition of doing it is what made me more comfortable. And where right. I, I wasn't going through it, like, a million times in my head, mm-hmm. the exact words. And you're just kind of. Talking freely, and I think there, there's something to that. But yeah, I, I don't know. There's so many different things, so many different directions we could go in. But uh, I do want sure. I do want to touch on this. Yeah, um, are you are you wrestling anymore currently? Or are you, are you? I'm not. You, as far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, I, I you always have to leave that little doubt. I guess sure. Like I have no intention of wrestling anytime. I, I am I'm done wrestling, but I'm not done with wrestling. Like, I get like you. I said, yep. the podcast that I do now and the training of new people and stuff that. Is what I'm more passionate about now. I have never been. This is it's 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 hard to even put into words if you've never felt it. But I am so satisfied with like how I ended wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, back in you know, it feels like it was freaking 20 years ago. It was last year. It was less than a year ago because it was May of 2021. I had my last match, and it was such a wonderful experience. Such a great night. Such a great match. Such you know, I've never looked better. I've never felt better. And I uh, couldn't ask for a better opponent. And it all went so perfectly that I was like, I don't ever have to do this again. Like, if my intention is not to make money as a performer, there's really no reason for me to do this ever again. I want to now focus on hopefully helping other people achieve that type of satisfaction or just being healthy because, you know, I got injured. So I was like, I don't want anybody to have to suffer with a back injury like I did. Mm-hmm. So, like, helping people get through that. And train properly, and that that's where I'm at with wrestling right now. Yeah. No, yeah, I feel you. I, mean, I actually, so, <laughs> when I when I did New Japan, I mm-hmm. was done. I was like, it's yeah. like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. And then, of course, Compound happened, and yes. that was a whole different story. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I ended up doing that for a year, but I, I felt very much like I'm just like, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I never, I told myself I never want to be a point where I'm just doing this out of habit. And boy, was I ever doing it out right, of habit. Right. And, and. And I think, honestly, like, as weird as it is finding, like, podcasting, mm-hmm. the reason I fell into this so much is I was like, no one's telling me what to do. This yeah. is my show. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> if I, if, you know, if I want to have a, compl- if I want to completely go away from wrestling, I can. Yes. Do whatever I want. I mean, granted, that doesn't necessarily mean you'll get listeners. But, sure. like, to me, the freedom of that really resonated with me and, and yeah. being able to kind of fill that creative void that I didn't quite have with wrestling yes. and stuff like that. So, 
to me, like, that's where it's it's so interesting. But I also, like, you know, I, I've done commentary a few times. Mm-hmm. And I actually commentary that commented ma- that match that I was just yes, talking about. Absolutely. Yeah, which, was, which was awesome. And that was such a unique thing because, you know, I'm talking to Burnham. And, yeah. and I'm, you know, I'm like... I don't really know what I'm doing here. Yeah. And and he was just kind of like, well, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I want you to do. And I'm like, I know what commentary is. Mm-hmm. But to actually sit down and be like, yes. go through. That was not easy, honestly. No, no, and, no. And yeah. so, and then honestly, I remember like listening, or not listening back, but hearing you know what I was saying throughout mm-hmm. the match. I was like, I got better as the show went on. Right. <laughs> but it took me a little bit to kind of find that footing and find his. For sure. You know, where, what he was saying. Yeah, playing off of him. Yeah. And then if we have a third guy, now it's like you have to take a set back, you know, even right. more so. So, And then, you know, I would do like a random WFC show. I did one actually in Tahlequah a oh, few, yeah. few months back. Nice. Yeah. I knew nobody on the card. Right. Like literally <laughs> nobody. On, I think I, Dimitri right. was there. No, actually, he wasn't there. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, Tommy Dean was there. Steven Cruz was there. A few guys I knew. Wesley Crane was there. Mr. Right. Nasty. But most of the guys, I had no idea. Had no so, idea. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. You know? Right. So, that kind of became like, who are these guys, Burnham? Like, tell me about them. What yes. do they do? And usually, I can find the story and sure. kind of... Hopefully, be- yeah. That that happens. Like, you can actually read the story yourself. Yeah. They're but, doing it right. Yeah. Right. And that's and that was a problem, is I saw a lot of guys that didn't do it right. Yes. And so, now I have to, like, okay. Yeah. So, if I, can, if I can find, you know, the little, like, as we you know, the cutoff and, you know, yep. the hope spots and all that stuff, I can usually kind of yeah. figure out how to, to weave what I'm going to say. But then there's certain times I'm like, that wasn't happening. So, I'm like, yep. all right, what do I say? It's, it's interesting how, like, when you get into a different aspect of the business, you have to flex those different muscles. For sure, man. When I, when I stepped away from wrestling at the end of 2016, throughout, the, uh, throughout 2017, 2018, uh, no wrestling whatsoever, but I did a little bit of commentary for UWE, and I actually got – I enjoyed it. When I enjoyed it, I enjoyed it. I liked it, I, and it was great. But I actually got super frustrated because I, I I was like fighting my own demons of like, do I commentate and cover for these guys that are obviously terrible? Yeah. Like they are doing a bad job, and I have to sit here and pretend to be excited for this, or do I lay out? Do I call them out like during commentary? Like I don't want to. I'm not going to expose anybody, but like, do I? Do I, do I actually, like, you know, do I talk about something else? Like, I don't know. I, I don't. It got me so frustrated that I was like, I kind of had to take a step back because I was like, man, I'm, I can't sit here and pretend like these guys are putting on a quality match. Like, it, it is not. There were plenty of guys there that were because mm-hmm. Mr. Nasty was there and Fuel and Anarchy and all them were there. But, like, there were plenty that were not, though. So mm-hmm. uh, it, it got super frustrating for me, and I had to step away from that. So, yeah, the commentary is not easy, man. <laughs> it's not. And it's just such a unique thing. And, yeah. like, sometimes knowing the story and, mm-hmm. and, like, if you know where someone's going, you can kind of yeah. weave it in a little bit. If you don't, then you're like, okay, well, where's this going? You know, and for, for, sure. for us, it was a surprise for most of that show yeah. and, and stuff like that. And then, like I said, the WFC show, knowing certain guys but not knowing other guys and right. trying to be creative in that yes. aspect. But, you know, I, I remember <laughs> – when I was in NXT, I was I would just started. I wasn't even uh-huh. I wasn't doing anything. I was just sitting back there. Jim Ross came in and cut this like massive promo on mm. all the talent. Tell me about yourselves, damn it! Give me something to talk about. And I'm like now looking back, I'm like I totally get what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. Because if you give him nothing, what's he supposed to say? Right. He doesn't know anything about you. But I remember he he threw this piece of knowledge on us that was like mind blowing because I'd never thought of it. He goes, okay. One thing I want you guys to know about slowing down, he goes, if you are doing a lot of stuff, yeah. I'm talking about the action. But when Randy Orton's in that chin lock, yeah. I'm talking about Randy Orton. That was awesome. like, yeah. holy shit. Like, like it blew my mind I because, really like, that. Cause yeah. like, again, and like, you know, I, I tell like local guys, I'm like, yeah, but you're not on TV. Like right. you don't have that, right? 
But that's understanding if you're on television and you have this guy yeah. talking about your character, that's why you need those slowdown moments. Yes. And it's, it, I don't know, it's just such a different thing. But again, TV wrestling is totally different. Sure, you know? sure. And that's there, brilliant, though, yeah. And there's so many different aspects of it. Um, kind of, you know, I don't want to wrap it up just yet, but yeah, like yeah. as we, you know, get into it, how are you feeling now, man? Like body wise? Body wise, I feel amazing, man. I, I'm, I'm as, you know, I'm in 10 times better shape now than I was, you know, at, at 35, I'm in better shape than I was at 25, like without a doubt. So, I mean, I, I was, I was peak last year getting ready for that match, but like, you know, when when you're when when I say peak, like, and I'm like shredding body fat to try to have abs and stuff, like, it, you don't always feel the greatest. You, you're very depleted energy wise at that mm. time. So now I feel even better because I'm just healthy and strong and eating whatever I want at this point and all mm. that stuff. So I just, yeah, I, I feel great, man. No more, no more back pain, no more nagging injuries. Training however I want, and uh, it feels awesome, man. So so it can be done like you guys that are out there with aches and pains and bruises and stuff like there's probably just some subtle tweaks you can make to really improve you know the your quality of life because that's ultimately what it's all about you yeah. need to have a good quality of life or you're just gonna be miserable until the adrenaline's in you when you're wrestling and then what does that get you like right yeah so. well i mean i know like a lot of guys talk about this and this is yeah. such a, a deep cut i guess yeah but back in the day all the guys like they didn't train they were in the bar every night yeah but like you know, like a lot of them died young too. So yes. I'm like, there, there's got to be a correlation <laughs> yes. there. I've never, yeah. I get it to a degree, but I also think taking care of yourself is such a a, is. A, a thing that everyone needs to pay attention to in this industry. I mean, nowadays, like, this is something that I, I I talk about on my podcast all the time. But man, nowadays, and this is frustrating for a lot of guys and myself included, especially when I really started pulling in on it. But like, man, you go to WWE's website right now and you go to like the recruitment page or whatever. Guess what's not on their list? Be an indie wrestler. Like, it's yeah. not there. So, like, being a hardcore independent wrestler who never does anything else. Like, you, you don't train. You don't do anything. You just wrestle. And, and maybe you're actually pretty decent. You just, you know, you don't look great maybe. But you're actually good. Like, that's that's cool. Like, that's not even on their list. And it's a dime a dozen, though. I mean, I, like, right. I've always thought, like, yeah. they can pick up any indie wrestler anytime yes. they want. They're, no they're happy enough taking, and you can really tell with, like, this new NIL program they talked about and stuff, like... They want top level athletes like that are diverse, like with you know all the different countries and stuff of the world, and you know globally appealing athletes with with awesome social media followings. And if you don't know a damn thing about wrestling, cool, they'll teach that to you. Yeah, you know, so that's that's what guys got to really think about now when they're like, ah, you know, because it is important to get your reps in. I'm not saying don't be an indie wrestler; you need to be an indie wrestler, but like. Like, get your reps in, get a good foundation and stuff, but also remember, like, skipping the gym just to have another booking where you might get hurt, but you don't get paid, Mm -hmm. like, probably not the greatest idea in the world, if WWE's your goal. There's other options out there now, thankfully, which is a good thing. Oh, for sure. Uh, More options, the merrier, please, for the love of God. Well, I mean, I'm sure you've heard, like, EC3, like, that Control Your Narrative is supposed to be a company now, and I'm like, hey, good for them, they might be getting a TV deal, like, hey, man. You never more, know. More the merrier. Get me. Get these guys more places to get paid. Please. Absolutely. Yes. Well, and you know, I, I've said this before with like AEW. It's like I feel like I mean, just mm-hmm. this week, you know, Buddy Murphy or Buddy Matthews shows yeah. up, and now there's rumors of you know Cesaro's a free agent, right. which is like what? Like, yeah. it's mind blowing. All these guys, like, yep. there's AEW can't employ all of them, oh, right? Man. And yeah. that's that's going to be a problem. It is. And, and so, happen. so having other companies in different places to work, I think. Actually, a guy that I think is one of the smartest was uh, Matt Cardona, Zack Ryder. Yeah. Because he, do- he goes to AEW. Yeah. But I think he realized the opportunity when there. He goes to Impact, which most people would be like, what? Yeah. But he's basically a top guy there. Yes. He wins the GCW title. 
one of the most talked about matches of, of last year. For sure. Now he's the NWA champion. Yeah. Like, the dude's making some headway. The dude's stock has increased, like, so incredibly to me. I think he's made, like, all the right decisions. Like, it, it's, yes. it's so awesome, man. I, and I would have never, I would have never guessed it. I, I actually, like, I've always liked him, but I figured, oh, he's just going to end up in Impact doing the woo-woo-woo and, and mm-hmm. everything's going to be identical and the same and whatnot. But he's, like, completely transformed. And he I, has. I'm, I'm super proud of that, too, because he's a really cool guy. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's what's interesting about this business is you just never know. Yeah. Like, if, if you give people different opportunities, things can happen that's and right. stuff like that. But, yeah, dude, um, I know you're also doing full-time fitness now, right? As a- I, yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a personal trainer. That is my, my, my profession. My What I do all week long is actually just personal training. Regular people, not just wrestlers. So, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah. Well, what's funny is I remember the last time we podcasted, you were actually, I feel like, in, almost talking about that transition, transition okay. but you hadn't pulled the trigger right, yet. Right, and right. that's got, was that nerve wracking going from like a Ooh. steady full time job to like, so I mean, can this work? You I know? legitimately left a career that I could have kept for the next 30 years mm-hmm. without a doubt. Could have, I had, you know, all insurance, all those benefits, 401k and all that stuff and, and uh, health insurance, whatever, paid me a decent salary. And all I had to sacrifice was, like, my time and my, like, soul a little bit. Like, you <laughs> yeah. know, that's all I had to sacrifice. So They will take a part of your soul. Walking sure. away from that, like, walking away from – I snapped a selfie of myself walking away from the building. And I left on super good terms. I could return any day, which doesn't – I don't know that I'm happy that I have that option because I, I, I don't like having that safety net. But I do – like, I've never, like like, burned bridges with any job anywhere. But, like – I walked away from that to dive full time into what I was basically doing in the evenings only, which is training people and uh, making pennies doing it, you know, because I wasn't charging anybody anything because I didn't know that I knew anything. And like really like having a hard discussion with my wife, like, sure. hey, like I'm going to leave a full time career. And, uh, you know, we talked about should I go part time? Should I do this? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think I think if as long as it's taking any of my attention, I'm not going to focus on the thing that I want the most. Sure. And here I am two years later. And I'm not regretting it at all, man. I'm I'm making a a solid, you know, substantial income doing what I really love to do now, which is make people fit and healthy and stuff. So, mm-hmm. like, man, I'm I couldn't be happier at this point. Like, it's 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 so great. Like being able to do what I want and when I want and and control the narrative a little bit. Like, it, I mean, it, you had to bet on yourself. Legit. Absolutely, man. That's and that's what it was. It was bet on yourself. Like, for yeah. Sure. So. And like a decision like that's easy when you know you're a 20 year old kid and you don't yes. have anything. But when you, you know you're married and have a house sure, and stuff, man. it's that's have a mortgage it, and two car payments. And, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a different. It's a different type of decision. <laughs> yeah. So, and then of course COVID happens. I'm oh, sure that made dude, you nervous. Yeah. It you was know? it was nerve wracking, right? So like, yeah, I'm I'm. I spent a year doing it, and then all of a sudden now, like, everything's shutting down. The gym shuts down and all yeah. that good stuff. So, luckily, like, I have a I have a very decent, like, garage gym that I can bring people to if they were yeah. comfortable doing that and whatnot. But also, like, my my the 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 primary gym that I work out of now I'm I'm not like an hourly employee I'm a, a independent contractor but that's where I do most of my business with and they were very happy to be like hey if you will provide us with like online workouts email them to us we will email them out to all the members and we'll pay you for doing that and stuff so like oh, wow. I got to do that as well you know it was a small but it was money so like it was something to do. Um, and they've, I've developed a lot of trust with that, with NSU. Well, it's NSU, the college. So like I've developed a lot of trust with them and it's really interesting. Always sometimes I never lie about it though, but I get really weirded out sometimes because I work with a lot of like kinesiology majors and 
fitness majors and all this stuff and and uh, they're they're just like, um, where did you go to school, John? And I'm like, oh, I went to a junior college in Paris, Texas. I went to be a marriage and family counselor, by the way. I have absolutely no actual degrees in fitness or anything. <laughs> I'm just very well. Like I've I've gone to what I've done though is I, I go to countless seminars. Like they do all these fitness. So pro wrestlers can relate to this, right? We do seminars, right? You know about seminars? Try well, to learn. Yeah, yeah. There's stuff like that for just about every you know business out there and like i go to all these fitness seminars and i love them man they, they make me so happy they teach me way more than any school ever taught me or would teach me or sure. whatnot so like that's how i got all my knowledge which is a good way to say like hey wrestlers you should be seeking out seminars and stuff as well like, Absolutely. that's a great way to get better and learn from different people who have been to different places and whatnot so yeah, absolutely, man. I love what I'm doing now, though. Yeah. Well, and, and I think doing stuff like that, kind of betting on yourself, mm-hmm. you, like you, it opens your mind to mm-hmm. different things, and you know, leading to this podcast that yes. you're doing now. So, dude, this has been a blast catching up, man. Oh man, I, I love like, it, man. I feel like we could dive in for hours, oh, of honestly. Yeah, we'll so, have to do, we'll have to do it again sometime. So yeah. much to go into, but of course, like let everyone know where they can find you. Yeah, you know, yeah. All so, stuff. all I would ask you guys to do, just head on over to Facebook or Instagram. All you got to do is type in at. How to Become a Pro Wrestler. You can find me on there. You can find all that cool stuff that I'm talking about. Free information. The podcast is free freaking pro wrestling training delivered right to your ears. We have a brand new program that I'm calling Strong Style. It is a fitness routine for you to do in the gym. So, like, seriously, I've ran into so many pro wrestlers who are just like, I go to the gym, I don't know what to do. What mm-hmm. should I be doing, John? This is what you should be doing. This, I mean, this is it. Like this, That's what I've developed this for. So if you're a pro wrestler and you are wondering what should I be doing inside the gym, I created a program called Strong Style. All you got to do is just type in at How to Become a Pro Wrestler on Facebook. You'll find us there. You'll see all the links, all the stuff. Find our podcast, the links in all the descriptions as well. Check that out for me, and uh, I'd appreciate it, guys. Share it with somebody that you know that uh, could benefit from it because there's got to be somebody you know that could benefit from not maybe not strong style itself, but maybe a twenty minute podcast about what should be in my gym bag, my gear bag. You know? Absolutely, yeah, there you go. I mean, there's so much countless information. Yeah. I think we as sometimes pro wrestlers mm-hmm. take it for granted. For sure, little things. It really that, is that yeah. we don't always think about, mm-hmm. and it's so important to to throw that out there. For I sure, mean, man. and we're and we're also constantly evolving. It's, yes. I remember back in the day, I kept a CD. Right. And for my entrance music. Yeah. You know? I yeah, mean, yeah. Like, that's not a thing anymore. No, like, no, not at all. That's crazy. I, I remember that too. Yeah. yeah I remember like going yeah. to a show and I handed my CD and he's like, oh, what's the song? Yep. Like, okay. <laughs> well, I feel like me and you are, me and you are probably from almost the last generation that did carry like a CD with you and yes. whatnot. Like it's crazy. And I, I remember it anymore. Taking the song from iTunes and burning it onto a one track CD. Yeah. Yep. That, that way they're like, what track is it? It's like, it's only it's song. It's the only one on there. It's you only can't one I mess it up. You can't yeah, mess it up. They mess oh, it up all the time. Same way. I was the same exact way. You oh have one god. track on there or they'll play the wrong one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Or like they put the microphone to the speaker. Jesus. Oh, it's terrible. So horrible. But I, and one more thing I want to touch Please, on. Please, yeah. I know, like when you started doing fitness training, uh-huh. you really upped your social media presence yes, with that. Was yes, that yes. was that something you kind of learned or had to develop? Because well, I think social media for all yeah, of us man. is a challenge, right? Yes. So, like those seminars and stuff that I go to, I I started uh, seeking out a company called The Active Life, and they were really passionate about like you don't need freaking nobody has paper business cards anymore. Your social media is your business card. Smart. This is true for pro wrestlers too. Like your social media is your business card now. So, um, I I just took that and ran with it. Man, I I, I get embarrassed of the person I used to be a lot of times. I wake up every morning, I go to Facebook memories, and I delete so much crap. Dude, (laughs) Dude, isn't that the worst? I can't stand the person I used to be sometimes, man. And I'm like... I'm like I'm not I'm not in that game anymore, man. And now, like right now, there's crazy stuff going on in other parts of the world, 
and people are getting so political online, and I just hide all those people because right now, like, I'm just focusing on me and my business and yep. what I want to do for the world, what I can do to positively influence the rest of the world. You will not see any posts from me about like the current political situation or anything. I'm just, I can't help that. I can't save anybody in that realm, but I can save you if you're a pro wrestler struggling with freaking knee pain or chronic shoulder pain or something. Like, I can help you with that. So, like, that's what I, yeah. yeah. I just decided that my social media had to reflect, like, my intentions to the rest of the world. So, I'm just trying to help people, man. I, I, yeah. That's all I want to do at this point is just put stuff out there. And I think pro wrestlers need to think the same way. They need to not, like, man, yeah, seriously, like, yes, take an inventory of what your social media looks like right now. Like, scroll back through your timeline, you know, pro wrestlers, and be like, if a freaking promoter that I really want to work for scrolls through my timeline, are they going to find something that they shouldn't see that's going right. to prevent me from working for them. So I, yeah. I mean, just really keep that in mind, guys. Like it's it's so so important. Yeah. Well, and you know I've I've said this before too, but I'm like, do you know how many times I've met someone in person? I'm like, that's oh, a good guy. Mm-hmm. I see their Facebook. I'm like, well, this guy sucks. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> so many times. And yes. then not to mention, I always try to tell people this. I'm like, if you follow me, it's probably for two things: maybe yeah. podcasting or wrestling. Right. That's about it. Right. I really don't think you care about my opinion in politics. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I'm not the most informed guy anyway. Exactly. You know, so I don't really follow it that closely. So yes. I don't feel like my opinion matters one way or another. I'm on board, man. So like, I mean. Like, Facebook, it's pictures of my dog. That's it. There I mean, go, that, it, that's all I post. That's like, it's wonderful, yeah. Right. I mean, that to me, though, though, you have to have that positivity in social media. And so I think, you know, your business, what you're doing, that's yeah. all important stuff. And, and I think more people can learn from that, honestly, because I, I, I love it, it becomes such a cesspool sometimes. When people tell me, and I, I get it, I've gotten it so often now that I'm like, it still makes me so happy to hear that when people are like, hey, I... I just wanted to say, like, I love the stuff you post on social media, and I told my friends to just follow you because, like, you post all that good information. I'm yeah. like, I never really set out to become something like that, a, a quote-unquote influencer, like right. that, that whole word. But, like, I, I get so happy when people tell me, like, hey, you, you put a positive influence on my life just from your free freaking Facebook posts about Absolutely. this and that. Like, like not being down on myself because I'm, I'm overweight, like, and all this stuff. Like, yeah, man, like, it's, it, you know... It's nice to have some something that's not negative out there in the world. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, dude, this has been a lot of fun, For man. For sure, man. I, I hope we can do it again down the road. Absolutely. All right. We are back here to close up episode 71. Of course, a shout-out to my guest, John Cross, for being on this week. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, make sure to check out How to Become a Pro Wrestler, his podcast. And I also forgot to mention this. What can you offer with him and my buddy Alex Royal? I actually just saw Alex Royal in action a couple of weeks ago at a WFC show. Him and his partner, JD, reformed the team Simply the Future, STF. And uh, came up a little short, but got all the way to the finals of the WFC Tag Team Title Tournament. Very, very fun show. Had a blast. It was so cool seeing um, you know familiar faces and you know some uh, new faces as well. It's it's crazy how quickly the wrestling scene changes. I start looking around. I'm like, I only know about like a third of these people. So it's it's kind of interesting how quickly it changes and stuff. But we had a good time. Um, my dad came. My nephew loved it. He uh, he even told me halfway through the show. Uh, my throat's kind of starting to hurt. And I was like, Well, maybe you don't have to scream at the top of your lungs the entire time. He's like. But it's wrestling. You got me there. <laughs> got a scream. Uh, real quick, one thing I wanted to address. Did you guys see that viral video going around of the uh, wrestler getting headbutted by the fan? He, he flipped the guy's hat off, I guess, and then the, the fan headbutted him. 
and they got into a scrap and everyone's got a hot take on it. I don't, I don't know. I never touched a fan that way. Um, but I also, you know, I wouldn't expect a fan to headbutt me as a performer. So I wouldn't have taken too kindly to that either, but it goes both ways. You know, you want to, I think, have that healthy respect for, you know, maybe yell at someone, you know, whatever, but don't physically touch them. So I don't know. Just a lesson learned. Be, uh, be good people. Don't, don't be hitting other people. Otherwise you're going to get into a fight. Of course, I want to throw out a shout out to some of my podcasting buddies, the fully posable wrestling figure podcast, Jeff and Scott. In fact, me and uh, Travis did a little special project with these guys. More details on that very soon. Uh, so check out fully posable every Sunday and Scott's side project, drunk wrestling history. Also check out doing the favor with Eric and Barry. I know they're on a bit of a hiatus right now, but I'm sure they'll be back at some point doing sports podcasts, watch alongs, all kinds of fun stuff there. The Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. The Ringside Rant with RJ. The Leisure and Lariats Podcast with my buddy Ruthless Ryan Davidson. In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. Love those guys. NASCAR Podcast. Wouldn't have thought I would have been into it. I was invested the whole time. So you guys are doing a good job. And I know sometimes that's a that's an interesting thing when you do such a deep cut of a podcast. Obviously, NASCAR's got a huge fan base, but a lot of this community are probably not huge NASCAR fans, but I will say I was interested the entire time and that's a, that's a good thing. So I hope you guys keep it going. I I would like to uh, do a little special, pro- excuse me, a special project with these guys as well for TV toy cast. Cause I think they got a little bit of knowledge on the NASCAR toys. That might be kind of fun. Uh, Boots to the face with Marty and Rucker's another great show. Tales from the estate with Drew Vensel and his wife, Caitlin as well. And of course the twins over there. Uh, Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew. Trivia with Buds, with my pal Ryan Buds. Of course, check him out from last week, as I mentioned. Great episode. Howlin' with the Wolf with the one and only Jason Wolf. And don't forget about his amazing chop shop over there. I love Howlin' with the Wolf. It's kind of a one-man podcast. And it's uh, it's a really fun, really fun show. And hearing his different takes on stuff, I, I very much enjoy it. I've always thought Jason was an incredibly interesting guy. And I'm glad he does a podcast. I'm sure not everybody loves it. Because he doesn't really pull any punches, but it's it's a great listen. I really do enjoy it. Uh, pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim over at a chair shot. Love that show as well. And then, of course, Night of the Nerdy Laser podcast with our buddy Richard Yule and his friend Matt. And, of course, they're all geared up right now with Franken-Con. They're, they're doing their own comic convention. Or horror convention, as it were. But a convention nonetheless. Awesome. Can't wait to have Richard back on the show down the road because I'd love to get all that information. Because, I mean, he's doing his own convention. Like, that's insane uh, of course also check out my other shows breaker and Bane's power hour the flagship podcast we drop a new episode every sunday in fact we're doing a new little interesting poll the worst mcu movie the brainchild of big underscore Bane. so make sure you send him your hate tweets not me our first poll was captain marvel and thor and i get comment like mike the cleaner comments i didn't really hate captain marvel well yeah a lot of people probably didn't that's what makes this hard. I think Bane is such a DC guy that he wants to, like, you know, bash the Marvel. Not bash. I, I, that's in jest. But, like, I don't think he... I think he looks at them for what they are. And I think a lot of the other people, like myself and others, put them on a pedestal. So, it, it'll be an interesting tournament to determine which one is the worst one of all time. Uh, of course, No Holds Bar with Bill Benis. Bane's other project, which is currently on hiatus. But I'm sure it'll be back at some point. And the TB Toycast with me and Travis Fowler dropping uh, retro toy podcasts every Thursday. 
Uh, this past Thursday, we dropped uh, one on the Sega Genesis. Not really a toy. I mean, it kind of is, right? But definitely fun stuff. And we got like a little side, uh, or not a side, a little special project coming soon with Jeff and Scott. I think everybody will enjoy. All of my t-shirts you can find at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.RedBubble.com, and Watamaneuver.net. Search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour TV Toycast. And a lot of our other podcasting buddies have shirt stores as well. That's all for this week, except I'm going to tell you who is coming up next week. A returning favorite, the one and only Sam Stackhouse is back on the show. Um, man, it was so cool to see all the things Sam is doing in wrestling from GCW. I mean, he's he's all over the place. And uh, I'm super stoked to see what he's got going for himself. So Sam Stackhouse stopped by. We recorded a really fun podcast. And to me, it was, it was an interesting li- – it'll be an interesting listen, I think, because he's uh, – and he's got some stuff to talk about, and I think people will some will enjoy it, some may not. But it's a it's a very truthful podcast, so that'll be coming up next week. Thank you guys for checking out. You know it's fake, right? And remember, as the great Johnny Valentine once said, "I cannot make you believe that pro wrestling is real, but I sure as hell can make you believe that I am." I'm Brian Breaker. This is you know it's fake, right? And we'll see you guys next week. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Wonderful. I've been around for a minute, and I can stand toe to toe with the best of the minute. Don't give a damn about critics, they talk a lot, but at the end of the night, I'm selling the tickets. All the tough guys avoid me, the ladies all adore me. Paparazzi record me, I can put on a clinic, all my opposers are bored.